position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 262 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you early on this Sunday morning, uh, November 3rd, uh, 1.15 a.m. PST Pacific Coast Time, Coast of the Most, Left Coast. Uh, crack Engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign, and this is going to be the only shot we're allowed to have uh, for Reese. That will be explained shortly. Mmm. Mmm. Mm-mm-mm. That is good. Ugh. Uh, of course, that would make it for our sequel, friends, as I almost forget to do almost every week. Uh, 2019, um, 11.03 at, uh, 1.16 a.m. Um, so let's get straight to our top stories. Uh, Hope everyone had a happy Halloween. Um, Ivor uh, had a particularly interesting Halloween. He was initiated into, uh, he was officially initiated into his zombie uh, blood pact to his new eternal master, Satan, for uh, being reanimated after 
His last said, by the way, Ivor, you're fired. You smell horrible. And that's coming from me. And I smell horrible. You smell worse. So you're fired, Ivor. Um, I am sick this week. I have a lot of stuff that happened to me this week that I, I'm going to tell you about. But right now, um, most important salient feature is that I am sick. So we're going to have a short show for you. Uh, there's not much that was released this week. Not much new that's shaking. Um, but uh, not only is not much happening, immediately after, like, because everyone's basically holding off for, uh, you know, the uh, post-Thanksgiving holiday nightmare um, that is upon us now. It's upon us again, I know. It seems like it was just fucking yesterday, but it is upon us again. The carnage is coming. Halloween is just the the first whisper of the hellishness that is about to be unleashed on all of our tiny little minds. I don't know. I can't say that all of us will survive it this year. Um, in fact, I'm sure that some of us won't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I intend to be there. I hope you make it to the other side as well. Um, but yeah, not only is not much happening this week, uh, but immediately after recording last week's episode, uh, I got thrown out of my house for four days with six and a half hours notice. Uh, no, I don't live in California. I'm in Las Vegas. Um, but uh, that made it very difficult for me to accomplish a lot of things that I wanted to do, especially for the podcast, because I was living in a hotel room. Um, when I say this was not a fun experience, it was not a fucking fun experience. Uh, so I, you know, like, I mean, it really... it For me personally, I know this is going to sound like whatever, but whatever, for me personally, it really drove home how much it's gotta suck for the people out in California right now who are just like at any moment they could be asked to leave like and flee for their lives Remember the, I mean I, I keep a go bag that's like um for like journalism and stuff um I have a separate go bag for like end of the world shit but it's not like you know it's nothing nothing fancy in there but uh I had to fucking replenish my fucking go bag and get the fuck out. It was crazy. Um, Otherwise, I would have been stuck here for all week. Um, Yeah, with no food and no cigarettes and no way to get food or cigarettes or whiskey. Um, But that's not a problem right now because I'm on lots of acetaminophen and I'm sure that this this shot here, this one is going to be the one that's going to kill me. Um, so not a lot of games got played. Uh, but I do have a good feature for you this week, and we do have a new and noteworthy title. So we do have some of a show. Before we get to that, um, a big correction last week's show. This is so funny. Uh, people don't understand that when I say I have dyscalculia, I have dyscalculia. Like, it is for reals. It is a legit fucking thing. 
Uh, and it was on proud display, shamefully proud display, last week as I extolled and gushed, extolled, you know, the glory and gushed over the awesomeness of it being the 40th anniversary of the first TCP connection. Well, it wasn't the 40th anniversary. I did get the dates right, and this is like, you know, this is how it is to live with this calculia. I got the dates right. I got the current year right. I got the dates right for when it happened. Uh, I said it was 40 years ago. I said it was 40 years ago many times. 50 years ago. 1969 to 2019 is 40 years ago. Yes. So that was very embarrassing. Even weirder, though, normally when I fuck something up like that on the show, I get like at least a couple people who hit me up on Twitter. I got no feedback from last week's show. It was hilarious. So either no one listened to it and that's great, or um, no one caught it, and that's even better. Uh, but it was, a, it was a massive error, and it was like repeated like a half a dozen times. So that was incredibly embarrassing. Um, big news in our, our last top story, before we get to our feature, which is on uh, well, before we get to our new and noteworthy, um, Steam and its infinite wisdom, Valve and Steam, uh, Valve through its mechanism known as Steam, uh, and its infinite wisdom actually fixed the remote Steam Let's Play Together remote play thing. So now it does work for Linux to Linux connections. So you can host, someone else can join in on their Linux machine and you know you invite them and they can play together. They also fixed the sound issue. Um, evidently, uh, if you were streaming, if you were hosting on a Linux machine, uh, if you were hosting on a Linux machine, there was no sound for the person who you were playing with, you know, the remote computer part of the equation. They were getting none of your sound, which I imagine probably sucked. Um, ostensibly, they fixed that too, but the big news is that they fixed the Linux to Linux connection, because you couldn't, like as of last week, you couldn't uh, do that successfully. We tested it with... Uh, Solray, I think. I think it was Solray. I can't quite remember who the fuck we played it with. But um yeah, I'm on a lot of drugs right now, so I'm a little daffy. Uh so yeah, let's get straight to our new and noteworthy, and then we'll get to our feature, which is on Moa Stray. It's our first impressions. And then we'll hopefully get out of here in like under, you know, forty five minutes. Hit him with it, Ivor. <laughs> I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, our new and noteworthy this week, we only have one title. If you hear this in, like, the next 12 hours, maybe 10 hours, um, you can still play this for free, ostensibly. It's called Generation Zero. And uh, I would like to be able to talk more about it, but uh, it doesn't work on my machine. It crashes um, immediately after it plays the uh, opening exposition, which is told in um, scrolling text. Uh, but that's kind of the only reason why I want to talk about it. Uh, it normally retails for um, $24.99. It came out a while ago, March 26, 2019, but you can play it for free if it runs on your machine. Who knows? Um, oh, I should, I should have checked ProtonDB to see if there are any tips on how to make it work, but uh, it's an op open world co-op survival multiplayer 
these are just the tags that users slammed on it uh, by Avalanche Studios and Avalanche Publishing um it builds itself as, welcome to 1980s Sweden. The local population has disappeared and hostile machines roam the streets. Explore the atmospheric open world as you attempt to survive. Prepare to strike back and start unraveling the mystery. Play alone or together or with up to free- three friends as you discover ways to defeat and then they just went over the fucking word limit for the Steam thing and they just didn't seem to care. Well, I'm here to tell you that the premise of this game, Generation Zero, is fucking stupid. There, I said it. Are you happy? It's fucking stupid. It looks cool. The game looks cool. I couldn't play it, though, because it crashed immediately after playing me that the amazing intro via text. And the amazing intro is this. Here's the premise. It's a counterfactual history. 1945, after World War II is over, Sweden uh, became hyper-militarized. And I don't recall if Sweden... Yeah, Sweden was neutral. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, Switzerland. Switzerland is always neutral. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They become hypermilitarized and super paranoid and they start compulsive military service among their citizenry. Yeah, are you, Yeah, like, why? Why? Why would... <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Why would you set up a counterfactual this way? It does not make any fucking sense. So, they begin, like, a civil military and they uh, start spending all their money on military programs and they build a bunch of fucking giant robots and evidently the giant robots turn on the citizenry you are coming back from a uh, camping trip and they don't show you any of this your boat gets hit by a missile from the shore and you were separated from your friends and now it's you and your friends trying to survive against the robots in Sweden in the 1980s after Sweden became the world's biggest military power. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I find the premise hard to believe and I am disinclined to be generous to Generation Zero because it doesn't run on my machine. Uh, and it tricked me to think that it would run, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't run. And it really bothers me that it looks really cool, like the pictures and the videos that they have of it. They look really neat, looks really pretty, doesn't run on my machine, so fuck you, Avalanche. And it bothers me even more that right now there's still 12 hours to play it for free. And I can't avail myself of this ability. So that sucks. So fuck you, Generation Zero. By all means, though, go and try it. Uh, I know that um, Master Andy Wan, who doesn't run Linux, uh, played it a bunch with his friends. Uh, he didn't play it with me, but whatever. Um, and he didn't give me a report either. He said he was going to tell me if it was good or not, but I know. Recent reviews, mostly positive, 194 uh, all reviews mixed, uh, 3,676, 3, came out March 26, 2019, so, I don't know, 
It looks like they're trying to promote this new Rivals update that they put out, but I have no idea what that's about because I can't play it. So fuck you, Avalanche. Fuck you. Fuck you. It was E3's, it was Game Informer's Best of Show E3 2018. Oh, it was a nominee. It was a nominee for Best in Show. Okay. Well, it's an honor just to be nominated, isn't it? It's even more of an honor for it to fucking work. So, more whiskey, and then we will get to our feature. What do you think? Oh, my God. It's the Libyans. The Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans. So, our feature this week is, and I love it when we get the opportunity to do this, um, is of a, a type of game that I completely generally fucking hate. And the reason why I, I like it when we when we get an opportunity, when one of these types of games comes along that I actually love, like this one, it's called Mo Astray. That's M-O colon A-S-T-R-A-Y. Um reason I, I like this is because one of the things that we try to do is try to cover like all games that I don't have essential well I mean even some games that I do have essential biases too we end up covering but I always disclose them up front but this one I really like I've only played about like uh, let's see four or five hours let's see where are you Moestray there what are you doing my steam has gone insane hang on the fuck it Fuck you. Hang on one second. One moment. Mo- okay, so Mo Astray is a side-scrolling... Uh, why is this doing this? Alright, there we go. No! What the fuck? It just keeps highlighting everything in my fucking... Oh, this is irritating. Alright, exit. Goodbye, Steam. Anyway, nothing is working here today, including myself, evidently. Moestray uh, is a really pretty, I mean, really pretty. I've only played like four or five hours of it. Really pretty, two-dimensional, side-scrolling platformer. And I would go so far as to say, and I hate this, I hate this uh, expression because it's, generally, it, it's not, it doesn't apply to games that it gets applied to in the modern sense, but it is definitely a puzzle platformer. And if you know one thing about me, other than I hate scary games, it's that I hate puzzle games. I hate puzzle games of any stripe, and I especially hate puzzle platformers. Because generally what that means is it's a platformer where every 20 minutes you have to stop everything and get stuck on a puzzle for an hour and a half that's so simple that anyone else other than you could probably solve it in their first fucking try, and and it kills you, and so you have to restart the level, and you know, blah, 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 blah. And the reason I hate puzzle games is that they take me out of the fact that I'm playing a game. A game should be a game, you know, not a fucking puzzle. Well, Moa Stray is more like an, what I call an adventure game. You play a little blob uh, who wakes up in a facility is birthed in a facility out of like a uh, 
cryogenic tube kind of looking thing the graphics are fan fucking tastic it's like that uh sweet spot uh between pixel trash and modernized pixel trash so it has like a very 16 8 16 bit uh feel but uh has all the modern conveniences of um you know modern graphics and stuff and so the time that they don't have to spend uh, just making sprites and stuff, which they did. I mean, th- there's so much detail in this game. It's just visually, it's it's really impressive. Um, the time that they don't, the time that they didn't have to spend uh, just to get, you know, the sprites, the animation, um, you know, blend trees, you know, the the Jordan Meshner style fucking animations from you know one cycle to the next to work. They got to spend on making everything look super fucking cool other thing I like about Moa Stray is that it has a unique uh, conceit in terms of locomotion. I mean, you can you're a blob. You're a slime blob with eyes and little horns and some, some like, Egyptian gold graffiti-looking circuitry board shit on your forehead. Um, and I'm assuming that you are Mo. And you're getting all these voices from, uh, like, it's either your own voice or it's the voice of your creator. Um, it's hard to tell at times. And they sound like this. Um, luckily, they're translated for you on the bottom of the screen. But uh, you have a unique locomotion option. If you've ever played like any archery games, like um, we're talking like light archery arcade style games, where you use one stick to pull back and the other stick... Uh, or you, use the, you pull back on one stick and then let go and that actually fires you set the trajectory and that it also sets like you know how hard you fire but it sets the trajectory you, you know pull that little arrow and like that arrow extends that's how you jump in this game and you can stick to because you're slime you can stick to walls you can clamber up ledges like the same way like a normal human being would uh, pull up uh, onto a ledge um you can't move, you can't walk directly across ceilings that you're attached to, but you can walk up and down, you can slide down walls, and you can jump from anything to anything. Uh, you have a limited amount of time that I wish they did a better job of expressing to you when you're actually hanging vertically from a ceiling uh, before it, you just fall. Um, while you're falling, you can't jump because there's nothing, uh, you can't do your, uh, arrow jump thing. But you can arrow jump very quickly. I mean, very, very quickly. In fact, you have to learn how to jump very, very quickly. So you're in this ruined science facility. It's like a science industrial facility. And you, you quickly learn that everything will fucking kill you. And that, uh, the nicest things in the facility are the things that are truly already dead, but even those are not that nice. Because lots of times they're not truly already dead. Lots of times they're just zombies who are they're zombie humanoids who are waiting in states of decay. Which is the f- second cool thing you can do in Moa Stray, is you can attach yourself if you launch right at any creature's head, you can become a face hugger and attach yourself to their body and then control them, control their movements, and then you can also read their minds. 
And that's how the bulk of the story is told in Moistra. And it is a dark, graphic, very scary um, in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, it, it, it didn't scare me, but like, if you really stop to consider what the fuck they're doing, like, there, there are sequences where, like, cause evidently there's some sort of virus. There's like three bad things that are happening on this space, on this, uh, in this installation. One, you find out that you're far from Earth. Two, you find out that it's been abandoned by the ship that uh, brought all the scientists there. Three, you find out, so four things. Our four weapons are a ruthless efficiency and almost fanatical devotion to the Pope. Three, you find out that because they've been short on supplies, they've uh, reprioritized the expendability of uh, the entire staff base-wide. Um, and have been using some of the people on the lower end of the totem pole to power the uh, antimatter reactor thing that they have that powers like the entire fucking base. So yeah, they've been making lists, checking them twice, and feeding people into reactors. The worst thing, I mean, that's that's pretty horrifying in of itself, especially once you see like them do it in flashbacks. There, that's a, another cool thing in the game. Like sometimes you'll be reading someone's mind, and instead of it just being the text that pops up from their brain, um, it'll be like a full, like a like a ghostly flashback sequence will play in the area where you find them and it'll show like people being like you know some guy being wheeled in on a gurney with a fucking ball gag in his mouth and you know they feed him into the reactor and you know blah 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 but the fourth thing that's so that's like really horrifying and like just from a moral perspective and the fact that you're this cute little cutesy ball of slime in this side-scrolling platformer with like these very dark dark overtones to it um the fourth thing and probably the most important thing is that all of the creatures because there are other types of creatures there's zombies and there are type of creatures that like can wall walk and that have spikes that jump out of them and that there are creatures that spit acid and you get attached to all of their heads you find out that all of them once were human and you also find out pretty this is a, not that big of a spoiler because it's the game is not really about like the story although I am very intrigued to find out what happened and if we were once human or if we were like our own creator and we've been talking to ourselves um I I don't know I don't know um but the thing is you also discover that due to certain mm, Red Letter Day like Half Life like uh, exigencies of the experimental process and the scientific method misapplied and uh, let loose without any sense of ethical um, consideration. There have been like leaks of the stuff that they've been doing to people, and you see in some flashbacks, some ghost flashbacks. They're all out of order. Like all the, you know, all the people that you know you're reading their minds from and stuff. It, it, there's, it's non-linear. Like, it, I mean, the game is very linear, but like the the way these flashbacks correlate to the time, it's difficult to get a TikTok going on in in your head of of 
where you are, what they were doing, and what the fuck was, you know, blah. But eventually, one of my favorite ghost sequences is you get into this airlock by uh, by capturing this this person outside of the airlock, you make them go and press the button, you read their brain of course, and they're like, I can't let them in, I can't let them in, they're all fucked they're all fucking, you know, blah and so you make her press the button and then you jump through the airlock and there are three dead guys in there and uh, you read their brains and that's when the second to the middle guy, when you read his brain it shows him when he was like normal and it's a two step flashback for him because he's like oh my god why won't they let me out why won't they let us out we're gonna die here we're gonna find a wanna I'm not going to and then he pulls out a gun and he's holding it to his own fucking head and he blows his brains out (laughs) so then on the other side of the airlock there's the other closed airlock door you unlock that using one of the corpses uh, by reanimating them and making them press another button and there is the person who is trying to get to them and you read their brains and they tell you something particularly surprising about what they were trying to do that really changes what you thought the guys in the airlock were doing and what you thought the chick on the other side other side of the airlock was doing yeah, okay, so that's, you know, I'm I'm kind of fixated on the mind reading thing because it's so much fun to stick yourself onto, you know, undead zombies' heads and read their minds and try to figure out what the fuck. Now, I did say it was a puzzle platformer, and that's because the whole goal of the game is to get to, like, wherever is next. And, you know, it's always kind of shady as to, you know, wherever's next because it's only basically whatever's available. So it's a very linear game. Um... The puzzles, though, are not super difficult, which I truly appreciate. They they don't yet get in the way of my enjoying the game because you're a ball of slime. So it's like, okay, so here's a typical puzzle. There's a uh, a platform on the ground. It's like embedded into the ground that you can control as a slime ball. It controls uh, like a crane grabber um, directly above it. So, if you move the platform, you have to be on the platform to move it. You can move it left and right all the way across the room. And back and forth again if you wanted to. You have to jump off the platform onto the floor, which is right there, um, to stop moving the platform. There's a zombie on the floor. You want to get to this place that's on the top right of the screen that you can't jump to. The way you solve, and this is, I'm going to tell you how you solve this fucking puzzle, because it it was one of the first ones where I was like, oh god, this is a puzzle platformer, and I started to get a sinking feeling that I'd be stuck there for the rest of my life. It only took me like, you know, seven, ten minutes to figure out how to do it. So I'm going to tell you how you do it. There's a zombie on the same level as the, the platform that moves the crane. There's a button on the far right wall. The zombie spawns on the left, and if you kill the zombie... Uh, then there are ways to kill zombies. You can't kill them directly with yourself, but you can use the environment to kill them. Um, Generally, if a zombie is needed for a puzzle, it'll spawn another zombie from a zombie spawner, which is weird. It's like bioreactive goo goo gun in the ceiling. So he spawns on the left. 
So what you have to, and there's a platform on the top left of the screen. So what you have to do is get the you have to get the the zombie onto the platform with the crane directly above him, which is easy to do. Press the button on the far right of the wall, which will pick up the zombie from the platform. Then move the crane by using the platform to the top left of the room to drop the zombie off onto the platform. Then you have to move the crane to like the middle-ish of the room. I th- I, I might be confusing two of these because there's there's a couple of these crane sequences, but it doesn't matter. Then you have to climb up the uh, the the left wall of platforms to get to the zombie jump on his head, make him press the button that opens the airlock at the far right of the room. That's the part that you couldn't get get to because it's too high to jump. Then you have to jump onto the cr- onto the side of the crane, crawl underneath it, and before you before gravity takes over and, and makes you fall straight down, leap through that airlock. Um, and it's really cool. The puzzles do get harder, but they don't become harder in a puzzle sense. They become harder in a platformer sense. So it's like Super Meat Boy meets like a puzzle game, kind of. Uh, eventually, you'll be controlling two of these blob things at once. Well, not at once. You'll you'll have two of them on the screen, and you'll have to switch back and forth between them. And all blobs except for you are expendable. Um, even though they are your blobby brethren, which is hilarious. So the whole game is kind of like a really dark, a boy and his blob minus the boy meets super meat boy in outer space or in, you know, this space facility reminds me a lot of rive actually. Um, but without all the shooty gunny action, excitement stuff. Um, so one of my f- favorite sequences that uh, I live streamed that was just I, I thought it was funny. There's a there are these okay. So the room is a square with a square in the middle. So it's like a you could traverse the entire square in the middle if it weren't for the fact that there are two squares in the channels around the square in the middle that move like clockwork and that will crush you very fast. You go boom. boom 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 and they move in a circular pattern around the square and you want to get to the other side of the room and then you have to get back out um, and so you just get crushed over and over and over again trying to make these precision jumps uh, while you dodge the squares that will crush you into the walls and kill you um, so it's very much like a platformer with some puzzle elements the graphics really get amazing though um in some irritating sequences, some sequences I personally found irritating, where, like, they turn off all the lights, and so there's, like, you kind of bioluminesce a little bit, but, like, you have to make all these blind jumps onto walls and shit, and there are all, there's all this shit that's happening in the darkness that you can't see, and you gotta, like, fucking memorize the timing, and it's really fun. Um, like I said, I, this is not a review, I, I won't review this and I'm, I may never review it because this is a big feature and it is a puzzle platformer um, and I basically described everything that I've done in the entire game pretty not everything I've done in those five hours I mean there's been like a hundred rooms that I've been through um, 
but uh, it does get one of the one of the interesting things is when you when you have two of the blob things at once and you have to control them in tandem more or less like you bounce back and forth between them by pressing the X button um, it's amazing how unfrustrating and non-irritating those sequences are um, cause generally like that's where I, I would just be like oh god fuck me and I was like oh god fuck me harder this is gonna get really hard and it's gonna become like puzzle nightmare but they're generally just like physics kind of physics based it's got like a lot of everything in it so it does remind me a lot of boy a boy and his blob minus the boy uh, with just the blob and there are no jelly beans so I guess that's a flawed analogy but you can suction cup face hug yourself to anything so that's kind of cool um and it, it just it, the the thing I said on the live stream of it and this is true and this is what I I, I, I wrote it it's my only note for this game on the on the in the show blurb uh, or in, in my rundown for this week's show is that Moist Stray if you're like me, if you're a gamer of a certain age, you know, like a thousand years old, specifically, like me, um, you remember that how in the early days of gaming, like in the early 80s and stuff, not just at home, but even in the arcade, but especially once, uh, you know, the Nintendo came out and stuff, uh, or actually the Atari and the 2600 and, uh, and television, um, and the ColecoVision. Mm, I had an Intellivision. My neighbor had an Atari 2600. Mm. I'm going to have another shot, and then I'm not allowed to have any more booze. Otherwise, my liver will fail, and all will be lost. But uh, if, you, if you remember those days, this is, like I said, during... it was the, In all fairness, it wasn't Lee. It was the Grant administration. You remember how a major feature and a big, big, big subject of... Um, reviews and previews in print journalism of the time that covered video games were all about whether or not the controls sucked. It's so nice to live in an era now where controls just don't suck. But one of the great magical pieces, because it was so hard to do, to make really good controls back then. I'm not talking about like the control services. I'm not talking about like, you know, because like the, the Nintendo Entertainment System uh, rectangle of pain, the pain tangle you know, it worked fine for some games, but it was absolutely terrible in other games because they didn't they didn't have enough money to fucking invest in making the game control right. There are games that control fine, you know, that were perfectly adequate and were not really a subject of a review copy. But then there were a few games, like, you know, I'm thinking of like Kid Icarus or, uh, you know, at home, or Speed Rumbler in the arcade or, um... Yeah, you know, any any number of and generally all classic games share this in common. They are just fun to use the controls of. That that's not a sentence there, is it? No. The, the, the controls were just fun to use. It was just fun to Legend of Kage. There you go. I can jump four stories in the air and I can climb trees and I can fight ninjas while I'm jumping from tree to tree. It was just fucking fun to play. Like, I mean, it was the controls themselves were inherently fun. Uh, you could like take away all the 
enemies or all the bad guys, you know, you take away Raiden and everything. Legend of Kage is just fun to fucking play. It's been a while since I've played a game that really was that just on its own was fucking fun to play. Moa Stray brings back that um that little whiff of magic of it's just fun to manipulate and fun to look at. Uh, and then, and so everything else on top of that is kind of almost gravy and it makes the puzzles kind of fade away, it makes the uh, more difficult um, frustrating parts of the game it made me howl with laughter they made me howl with laughter uh, and I'm not kidding, And I, I have a very low um, tolerance for uh, frustration if I have to die 30 times to get through a room, I'm going to turn the game off um, generally, at, le- at least at this point in my life, I'm f- I'm almost forty fucking years old. So, fuck you. You can suck my dick. You know, I assume that everyone else who's an adult on the face of the planet doesn't enjoy, um, like you know, Super Meat Boy. I never got super, super, super into Super Meat Boy, but I did play through a bunch of the levels in Super Meat Boy. But it was. It did feel like a job, and it was it was a job for me because you know I want I, I didn't feel I could continue doing the podcast without being literate on Super Meat Boy, and it was true, and so I am literate in Super Meat Boy. Um, but there's like there's also an entire subgenre of these games where it's like mercilessly difficult, like it's like sadomasochistically difficult. It's like I need to feel pain in order to feel in, any sort of enjoyment from your game. I am not like that at all. I'm in fact kind of like the opposite of that. I don't like a game that's too easy. I like a game that's challenging. Um, but it's hard to make a puzzle game that's challenging that uh, I would find reasonably scaled down to my low tolerance for puzzle difficulty. Cause and I I mean I have I have the intellect of a squirrel when it comes to solving puzzles. I'm not good at them. And I oh, I get frustrated and infuriated very quickly but uh so it's a rare thing when you like you uh I can't remember who saw me on the live stream I only had like three or four people that whole live stream of Moa Stray but uh like I'm getting crushed and killed and just like like I'm alive for like three seconds on average for each life in this one room and I'm just getting murdered over and over and over and I'm laughing and laughing and laughing that means it's a pretty good game some people might find it to be too easy other people might find it to have too much reading in it Um, but you don't have to read the minds of the things that you take over it is really interesting to read what they have to say and they don't go on and on it's like you know less than you know, less than 50 words generally, um, and they get disturbing, they get disturbing really fast, really early on, like uh, I'll I'll spoil one other thing, like there are these uh, guys who can walk up and down, which is something you can't do, you can't go up walls, you can slide down them but you can't go up them, directly up vertical walls, these guys can do that, and so you have to take over a series of them by jumping from head to head wall to wall while avoiding these spike things and stuff. It's really cool. Um, these guys, though, the, the guys that can do that, they shoot out these spikes from their back. Like, they become like a stegosaurus for, like, a second and a half. And they, like, kind of shake right before they're about to do it. It reminds me of Metroid. 
um, and they shoot out these spikes from from their back, uh, making them difficult to jump over. Um, and the first one that you read their mind, it, it it's the first two that you read their mind. The first one's like, "What is happening to me? This hurts. It hurts so much. My back!" Ah! And then the second one, you the second one you find and you read their mind. It's obviously of a little girl who was promised candy to participate in the experiment. So there's like a real, there's some real dark shit in, in the game. It's it's and it's funny, but it's really dark. Uh, and it's 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 very well put together. Um, and the graphics. There's some sequences that I'm sure you you that they used only once. That like they probably spent a week on that just look fantastic, uh, and they're really short, like you know maybe a you know six to six to ten second long sequence. Like thinking specifically of this one uh, after you clear the first major level where you're like on an elevator and it's like shooting all these sparks. It's like all these particle effects. It's really, really, really well done in two D. Um, yeah, so check out Moa Stray. Moa Stray is uh, around 15 bucks, I think. Uh, it was on sale last week, but uh, there you go. And uh, give Generation Zero a whirl if uh, you're feeling feeling Swedish. <laughs> and uh, I'll catch you next week. Or, yeah, I'll catch you, yeah, next week. Um, there's another episode of the Best Links Games Podcast. Uh, that'll do us. Cheers, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Four or five times A good idea Four or five times Hi there There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I, E.B. Farnham Maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink And if I die, I'm gonna try Four or five times do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com.
to subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.